Chapter Chapter Six. After a few weeks of being without a single share, I decided to take a closer clinical look at the situation. To understand it clearly, I made a comparison between the two markets. The bull market I saw as a sunny summer camp filled with powerful athletes, but I had to remember that some stocks were stronger than others. The beer market. The summer camp has changed to a hospital. The great majority of stock were sick, but some were more sick than others. When the break came, almost all of the stock had been hurt or fractured. It was now a question of estimating how sick the stock were and how long their sickness would last. I reasoned that if a stock has fallen from 100 to 40, it will almost certainly not climb up to the same high again for a long, long time. It was like an athlete with a badly injured leg who would need a long period of recuperation before he could run and jump again as before. There was no doubt in my mind now that I could not make money by buying a stock and then trying to cheer it on. Johns and Laughlin had convinced me of that. I could remember how I almost felt myself willing and pushing that stock upwards. It was a very human feeling. But I had no effect upon its market any more than spectators have on a horse race. If one horse is going to win, it will win. Even if thousands of onlookers are cheering for another one. It was the same now. I knew that if I bought a stock and turned out to be wrong, all the cheering and pushing in the world would not alter the price half a point. And there was no telling how far the market might fall. I did not like the trend but I knew it was no use trying to fight, fight it. The situation reminded me of George Bernard Saw's remark at the opening night of one of his plays. After the curtain fell, everyone cheered and clapped except one man who bored GBS went up to him and said, Don't you like my play? The man replied, No, I don't. Whereupon so said, Neither do I. But what can the two of us do against all that crowd? So I accepted everything for what it was, not what I wanted it to be. I just stay on the sidelines and waited for better time to come. I firmly refused to trade so empathetically that my broker wrote to me and asked the reason. I tried to explain it by making a joke. This is a market for the birds. I see no reason why I should be in a bird market. The period that followed I spent like a runner limbering up for the race. Week after week, while I did not have any stock and the market was in a steady downtrend, I followed the quotation in Burns. I tried to detect those stocks that resisted the decline. I reasoned that if they could swim against the stream, they were the one that would advance most rapidly when the current changed. After a while, when the first initial break in the market wore off, my opportunity came. Certain stocks began to resist the downward trend. They still fell, but while the majority dropped easily following the mood of the general market, these stocks gave ground 
gruidly i could almost feel their reluctance on closer examination i found the majority of these were companies whose earning trend pointed sharply upward the conclusion was obvious capital was flowing into these stocks even in a bad market this capital was following earning improvement as a dog follows a scent this discovery opened my eyes to a completely new perspective i saw that it is true that stock are the slave of earnings power consequently i decided that while there may be many reason behind any stock movement i would look only for one improving earning power or anticipation of it to do that i would marry my technical approach to a fundamental one i would select stock on their technical action in the market but i would only buy them when i could give improving earning power as my fundamental reason for doing so this was how i arrived at my techno fundamentalist theory which i am still using today as to the practical application i decided to take a 20 year view that i did not mean i wanted to hold a stock for 20 years nothing was more contrary to my intention but i looked out for those stocks which were tied up with the future and where i could expect that revolutionary new product would sharply improve the company's earnings certain industries were obvious at once like electronic missiles rocket fuels they were rapidly expanding infant industries and unless something unforeseen happened their expansion should all soon be reflected in the market from my research into the history of the stock market i knew the basic principles governing stock of the future had all have always held good in wall street in the coming years before automobiles the smart operators went into railroad because they knew these would supersede the covered wagon and and the stage coach a generation or so later the crewed investors moved out of railroad into automobiles forward looking expanding companies like general motors and chrysler were comparatively small firms then but they represented the future people who bought into them at that time and stay with them during their expansion period made a lot of money now these well established stocks they are not for the forward looking speculator it is the same today i reasoned on the general theory of the buoyant future stock which promises dynamic future development should behave better than other a sound stock which is in tune with the jet age might be worth 20 times as much in 20 years i knew that in this kind of stock there were definite fashions just as there is are in women's clothes and if i wanted to be successful it was important to search for fashionable stocks women's fashions alter and so do fashion in stocks women will raise or lower their hemlines one or two inches roughly every two or three years the same with stocks while the fashion persists the forward looking investor get in and stay in then slowly the fashion fades and they are out they are putting their money into a new style stock 
I knew I must watch eagerly for these fashion changes or I might be left still holding a long skirt stock which the investor were showing their knees. I might also miss unless I was very alert something sensationally new like a big bosom era. This is not so fanciful as it may seem. Take a mythical product like an automobile which can also fly. Everybody is rushing for that company's stock yet in a converted stable in Oregon, two men are working on an invention which will far outclass the flying car. Once that is ready for the market and a company has been formed to handle it, the original flying car will be superseded. Its stock will start to slide. It will become old-fashioned. This is an oversimplification and does not solve the problem. How to buy this in the, into this year's fashion? I could only do it by carefully watching the market for signs. If the fashion seemed to be moving away from the long skirt, there must be some other about to be fashionable stocks ready to take its place. What I had to do was to find stocks that would be hosted up because they steered people's imagination for the future. On the basis of this thinking, I carefully watched stock market quotations in this general bracket of expanding stocks in tune with the jet age. I was not interested in the company's individual products, whether it was metals for rockets, solid fuel or advanced electronic equipment. In fact, I did not want to know what they made. That information might only inhibit me. I did not care what the company's products were any more than I was influenced by the fact that the board chairman has a beautiful wife, but I did not want to know whether the company belonged to a new vigorous infant industry and whether it behaved in the market according to my requirements. This of course was directly against the advice of many financial writers with conservative backgrounds who have been pounding into investors for generations that they must study company reports and balance sheet find out all they can about a stock's background in order to make a wise investment. I decided that was not for me. All a company reports and balance sheet can tell you in the is you is the past and in the and the present. They cannot tell the future and if it was for this I had to project my plans. I also humbly realized that that was only my attitude. I was looking for capital gain. A widow looking for dividend income had to think otherwise. As I flew around the world, I was constantly searching for stock that would climb into the stratosphere because of the vision of their future. This attitude was a preparation for what I suppose you could call high territory trading. I looked for a stock that I thought could make new high and I decided to give them my full attention when they had climbed onto the launching pad and were preparing to rocket up. Now these stocks would be more expensive than ever before and so they would look too dear to the uninitiated but they could become dearer. I made up my mind to buy high and sell higher. Using my hard bought training I diligently attempted to find these expensive but cheap high velocity stocks. I searched constantly for them because it felt sure that they would move up at the first sign of a better market. I carefully watched a dozen stocks which seemed to be in this category, checking their quotations every week, analyzing their behavior for any sign of hardening. I closely observed their price action and I was on the alert 
for any unusual activity as well. I had not forgotten the importance of volume. I also prepared myself to operate in higher price stock. This was because of the brokerage commissions. When I examined the rate, I discovered that it was cheaper to invest $10,000 in a $100 stock than $10 stock. If my buying point was correct, my the broker's commission was not important. It came off my profit, but if my timing was wrong, I was stopped out. That was another matter than the two commissions, one for buying and one for selling added had to be added to my losses. So as you see my mistake would be much less costly if I bought higher priced stocks. As I watched the market continually sinking I knew that it could not sink forever. Sooner or later a stock would begin to move upward. They always had bear market were always followed by bull market. The educated art was to watch for the first sign, be sure they were real and buy in before everyone else noticed and the prices began to rise too high. My mind went back to the battle of Waterloo. At this famous battle, Rothschild had an agent who as soon as victory was certain set off for London and informed Rothschild. Rothschild started buying every British government share he could before anyone else heard the news. When they did, of course the share rocketed and Rothschild sold at a huge profit. The principle remained the same in Wall Street today. Communication are much quicker but the ancient art remains the same to get in faster than the other fellow. That was the position which I had now trained myself for 5 years. I knew I had learned an enormous amount. My Canadian period taught me not to gamble. My fundamental period taught me how industry group and their earning trends. My technical period taught me how to interpret price action and the technical position of stocks and now I enforced myself by piecing them all together. It was like a solution of intriguing jigsaw puzzle where finally all the pieces fall beautifully into places. I was certain this method would prove successful in the future. I felt calm and confident waiting for the market ride to come. After a few months, when I was waiting to, for begin to happen, reading buttons, I noticed that while the average were still showing a decline as they had for several months, a few stocks were beginning to peep up, almost as unnoticeable as Prim's rose buds on a winter's day. It was still a question whether these tender shoot would survive or be killed by frost. But when I noticed this slow awakening, I began to sense the end of this baby beer market, at least for certain stock. I did suspect one thing, however, and that was that the leader in the previous market could probably not leading again. I felt sure they had fulfilled their place in history and they would not, for the time being, reach the same deji height that has brought so many money to the investor who had followed them. I had to find new ones. Later this was proved right because hidden away in the market quotes during this period were some stock were which were apparently of not much interest to anybody. At that time, November 1957, there were certainly of no interest to me. I had hardly heard of them. 